This is Lawyer to Lawyer with J. Craig Williams and Robert Ambrogi, two of the top web bloggers in the legal profession. And yes, they are attorneys, one from California and one from Massachusetts, squaring off on legal news and legal observations. Lawyer to Lawyer is sponsored by Law.com, right here on the Legal Talk Network. Welcome to the Legal Talk Network. We're glad you could listen today to Lawyer to Lawyer. I'm Craig Williams from sunny and a bit smoky Southern California with all the fires we've got going on. And this is Bob Ambrogi from the beautiful shoreline of Massachusetts. Uh, I write a blog called Law Sites, another blog called Media Law, and also Legal Blog Watch for Law.com. And I write a blog called May It Please the Court. Uh, Bob, why don't you tell us about today's program? Yeah, well, today on Lawyer to Lawyer, we're going to be teaching you the power of the wiki. Uh, many of you in our audience might never even have heard the word before, but to others it's it's an essential part of their workaday life. Uh, the word wiki is a Hawaiian word for fast, and it identifies a kind of a website that allows visitors to the site to actually edit, uh, add, remove content on the site, uh, and uh, often without the need even to register uh, as part of the site. Many people have used the method of wikis to assist them writing books, uh, educating others on a particular topic, or simply being a source for what some may call information. Uh, I recently uh, wrote an article for, actually for the current issue of Law Technology News. I I did a survey of uh, some uh, legal wikis uh, that are out there uh, and uh, looked at some of the available uh, sites that that, uh, cater to the legal profession, but... uh, but I'm no expert on the topic. Unfortunately, we have some with us uh, who can help us talk about this today. And we're going to talk about Bob's article and exploring legal wikis, uh, helping hurting the law, what the future holds for wikis, and uh, how uh, years and years of facts are sometimes being reshaped with the click of a button. So let's introduce our guests today. And uh, I'd like to start with Martin Farley. Martin is law librarian at the international law firm Freshfield's Brookhouse Derringer in London. Uh, he has set up a personal wiki relating to intellectual property law called IP Daily Update. And he recently wrote an article on the use of wikis in the field of IP law. Welcome to the show, Martin. Hi there. Well, and our next guest uh, returns to us once again. We'd like to welcome back Tom Mild to the show. Tom's Senior Counsel and Litigation Technology Support Coordinator at Cowles and Thompson in Dallas frequent speaker and writer on the Internet about legal technology issues, published the Internet Legal Research Weekly newsletter since 2000 and the Internet Legal Research weblog Interalia since 2002. Member of the ABA's Law Practice Management Sections Council, Tom wrote an article with Dennis Kennedy for Law Practice Today, and it was on uh, today's topic, Wikis for the Legal Profession. I guess perfection might be right, too. Welcome to the show, Tom. Thanks for having me back. And our final guest today is Daniel N. Lewis. Dan is a is an entrepreneur, a, a lawyer, and vice president of business development and general counsel for Wikia Incorporated. Dan uh, co-founded a sports website called Armchair GM, which Wikia acquired in January 2007. Uh, Dan is a former sports blogger and had several blogs of his own uh, well before the blogosphere uh, existed as we know it now. He now writes for various Wikia sites, including Armchair GM and Politics.Wikia. In addition to blogging, Dan is active in the social networking space and very knowledgeable in the ever-changing movements of the social web. 
Prior to Wikia, Dan was an associate in the Labor and Employment Department at Epstein, Becker, and Green in Manhattan and a professional sports writer. Welcome to the show, Dan. Thank you for having me. Well, uh, I'm tempted to start with the question we were just discussing, which is exactly how do you, how do you pronounce this word? Uh, Craig, I'm going to defer to you. You've been to Hawaii. Well, it, I've heard it pronounced in Hawaii as wiki, frequently pronou- uh, used twice, wiki, wiki, to mean hurry up, go fast. But uh, I, I understand Martin may say it a little bit differently. Well, I, I did hear it sort of pronounced today as wiki, and sort of I've heard pr- people pronounce it as wiki, but I always stick with wiki because I think it sounds simpler, and uh, I think that tends to be the, the accepted pronunciation. Well, Martin, let's let's start with you. And I mean, what if okay. you could just kind of give us a, a little bit of an overview of of what what we mean by the, a wiki and and what attracted you to using it in your IP site? Sure. Well, I mean, I'm not sort of a technically minded person, so I'll just give you my understanding of what it is or how I um, how I've approached it. I mean, for me, a wiki is very simply a website or a web page that the user can change. So you can amend, or you can add things to, or you could even delete. Um, information on on the page. Um, I think sort of, so it was always a very practical understanding for me. I think conceptually, um, I I like to think of it as as being like a group discussion. You know, it's like sort of, it's like sitting around a table with a bunch of people and all sort of throwing in your thoughts and ideas. Whereas a a sort of traditional web page is really more like sort of reading a book or listening to a recording. You know, it's about receiving information, but not really responding and not really interacting. So, I think, um, from my point of view, I always try and think of it in those terms, in terms of it being about a group and, and not just an individual who either sets up a wiki or manages it. But it's as much about the users and what they contribute as it is about um, the person who, um, you know, who, who has set up the site or who controls its, uh, its structure. And Dan, you've taken uh, wikis to a new level. Do you want to explain uh, what it is your company's doing? So what we're doing is we have taken the wiki platform and expanded it beyond the typical encyclopedic aspect that you'd be familiar with, with Wikipedia, for example. Uh, What we've come to discover is that there are a lot of other types of information out there other than your standard encyclopedic information, which, as Martin said, are really more powerfully written when they're written by a group and the group can collaborate on them. So take, let's say, for example, a law review article. Imagine if you had 10 scholars in a certain field all getting together and working on one article. For them to do that right now would mean a lot of Microsoft Word documents or WordPerfect documents being emailed back and forth for months on end and a lot of things getting deleted or changed or whatnot. And really the outside world would have absolutely no way of inputting it into, that, uh, into their product while it's happening. So it would be slow and also it would be a closed universe, even though you have you know, a, a lot of heavyweights working in that universe. Well, what if you could take a document like this law review article and say, why don't the 10 of you start it up on a wiki, collaborate on it, and let other people comment on it, let other people take sections out and basically vote up or vote down whether they think it should be included or whether they think it should spin off into a different article. And what we can really do is we can change legal scholarship by simply opening it up so that anybody can add to it. And at the end of the day, it's going to be a permanent piece of uh, academia. And I think that's a pretty powerful offer. Right now, there's nothing out there that does that, but wikis 
as they exist now, plus a little bit of elbow grease on the technology side, can certainly get there. Well, and in fact, uh, exactly what you talk about is, is being done. I mean, it, it, there've been a couple of uh, 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 legal texts being written through wikis. Uh, Lawrence Lessig uh, probably being the most well-known, and also uh, Justin Patton there in the UK, UK has a wiki site to help him uh, write a book about blogging and social media. Tom, Mile, you've, you've kind of surveyed what's going on out there, uh, and uh, you heard Martin refer to the, the conversation that takes place here. What's your, what's your take on all this? Well, the one thing that I want to add to it is, is the, the the benefit that I see to wikis. I think that there is a public aspect, but a, but also a private aspect. And and by that, what I mean is, is that I, what what both Martin and Dan have talked about is to me more of the public aspect, the public collaboration, making them available to anyone to come in and and make comments on or make changes to, but. But for the lawyer and for the practicing lawyer, one of the real values that I see to the wiki is in having it in an internal way uh, for either the law firm itself or to collaborate with clients or with expert witnesses or with opposing counsel to where you would have a wiki in a, in a maybe a, a firm extranet or some sort of online secure repository where you could work on certain types of documents, a contract, a settlement agreement, a, a deal proposal, those sorts of things. It has the same benefits that Dan's talking about. You're not mailing around a separate Word document waiting to receive that. You're all able to collaborate on it all at the same time, but, but yet it has that private uh, nature that it needs to have to be confidential. And uh, I think that that's one of the big ways that I think that lawyers are, have the ability to use wikis that would be, um, I think, something that lawyers will be able to see as, as being more valuable to them because they'll have the control over it, whereas if they publish it out to the web, you, to a certain extent, lose that control and, and, and hopefully... We're, we're we're losing that a little bit with the with the advent of the web, but lawyers like their control. So, Tom, it sounds just a little bit dangerous to use an internal wiki with an expert that ultimately gets disclosed as a, a testifying expert, because then all of the changes are subject to examination and perhaps cross examination in trial. Oh, I think so. I mean, I think I think that you have to obviously weigh how you want to use use it with someone like that as far as disclosure at trial. Uh, if if the, the changes that get made, you're absolutely right. The, the, the benefit of a wiki is, is that you can see the entire history and see all the changes and edits, and if you don't want to the other side to be able to see those changes, then absolutely that's not something that you're going to want to have an expert do. I guess it just depends on the project you have working with them. Martin, I wonder if I could ask you some of the, uh, some of the discussion about wikis, uh, particularly better-known ones like Wikipedia, has have focused on uh, what whether the contributors need to be credentialed in some way, uh, and how do you control sort of the editorial quality, I guess, of, of the content that's being posted? Uh, how have you have handled that with, with your site? Well, uh, I mean, to take it sort of generally first, I think it, it really depends on the kind of site that you have. I, I think it's fine for Wikipedia to have this sort of happy anarchy, um, but I think for, and I think it works very well, actually. I think it has a lot of detractors, but I'm a great fan of it. But I think for sort of serious organizations <clears throat> who need reliable and authoritative information, um, you do need to exercise some controls. I mean, the site that I've set up was really for, as an experiment to see how 
people would interact with and to see the kind of things that would come forward. And I've had a very um, hands-off approach, and I'm quite happy for people to post whatever they like. And as long as it's within the area of intellectual property law, which is the area I work in, then I'm quite happy for it to contain any information at all. But I think it, if um, you're in an internal organization, an internal wiki, for example, and you're trying to produce authoritative or reliable documents, then it is necessary to make sure that the contributors are known rather than using pseudonyms, and it is necessary to be able to track changes and to be able to follow them up. So I think most people's view of wikis really comes from Wikipedia, and there are, the idea is that it's very open and very free. But I think what we're seeing increasingly now that sort of more and more sort of serious organizations are beginning to use them is they are exercising greater controls, and that means restricting who your users are, having sort of different levels of users, so some people can view, some people can change some things, but not others, and so on. Some, some pages on a wiki can be locked. So we're getting towards greater sophistication in the way that wikis are managed, and I think it's getting further and further away from the idea that Wikipedia sort of puts forward, which is of this sort of very sort of freewheeling um, and very successful and very, and very good, but nonetheless not necessarily um, entirely reliable um, system for producing information. Dan Lewis, how does your organization uh, handle that? I mean, your, your wiki goes even farther. It's not just a matter of allowing people to contribute to wikis, but, but to create their own, uh, as I understand it. Uh, yeah, we, we definitely let people create their own. Uh, my group out in New York, we manage a couple of uh, verticals ourselves, uh, and one of them that we're considering starting up is an English-language legal wiki. And what's interesting is I think we were, we'd go in the opposite direction. We would be almost as anarchistic as Wikipedia is. And I think the reason why is because the real value to a wiki is not that you're ever going to get this excellent uh, top-of-the-line product. What you're going to get is a product that is very, very good. Um, there was an interesting lecture or speech given by the general counsel of Cisco a few months back where he said one of the challenges that his company faces is that it's very easy for him to go to a law firm and find a group of lawyers who are going to bill out at three, $400 an hour, and he'll get back excellent work product. The problem he has is that oftentimes, maybe even the majority of the time, he's looking for something that's very good or good enough. And there's really no way out there right now in the legal world to produce that product outside of boilerplate that's going around and maybe uh, untimely or out of date or whatnot. And part of the reason why that's true is because a lot of legal information is really in the hands of Lexis and Westlaw and other uh, very high-end, very expensive information clearinghouses. And let's face it, just using those products for a few hours is going to cause an exceptional bill, and once you're paying that amount, you don't want to say, okay, but only do fifty, you know, fifty dollars worth of individualized work on top of that. You're going to say, I'm paying this amount already. Go for excellence. Um, the wiki, when you start closing people off from editing it, from adding stuff, you lose a lot of the speed value of it. You lose the ability for somebody who doesn't have an account on the wiki and doesn't want to go through your uh, you know, review process to make sure that they can edit it. If they see a problem, that person is not going to take the time or make the effort to update the mistakes they see. So our end on it, our view on it is let anybody edit, 
and the community will really help determine whether this person knows what they're talking about, whether this anonymous editor is somebody who in the past has been good at its bad at its things like that. And what you'll get is a product that is good plus or very good. And that product, it's going to, to appeal to law students, it's going to appeal to lay people, to solo practitioners who just can't afford to run up a big Westlaw bill, to small firms with the same problem, and to general counsel's office who don't want to have to run to uh, a law firm that's going to charge them five, ten thousand dollars every time they need their employee handbook updated. Uh, there's a cheaper way to get to very good. There's not a cheaper way to get to excellent, but oftentimes very good is good enough, and there really should be that cheaper alternative. Tom, let's take Dan's idea a step further. Do you see the opportunity for a wiki to basically put Westlaw and Lexus out of business? Uh, so one of the ideas that we've been kicking around is creating something that not really does that but more complements them. Our take on it is that at the end of the day, you're always going to need to go to a more solid authority and really make sure you're right. However, a lot of the first and second level research can be done a lot, a lot more cheaply than it is right now. So we see it more as a complement. Uh, we see it as a, a fast and free way to guide paid-for research. Tom, what's your take on that? Uh, what, I, I was going to actually play devil's advocate for a second here because I view, I'll, I'll, I'll use the Wikipedia as an example. I've never viewed the Wikipedia as, a, as an authoritative resource to go to, but it's always a place to start. It's a place that I will start with information, and if I need to verify certain things, then I will go further than that. And I sort of view the type of wiki that, that, that Dan is talking about as the same thing. I agree that it, it ought to complement, but but not replace, you know, some of the bigger hitters, West and Lexus and, and so forth. You know, I, I, uh, where I want to be the devil's advocate is I, I would be very nervous about whether or not um, I relied upon information that was good enough instead of information that was very good or excellent, and if, it, and if it turned out to be wrong, would that affect any liability that I might have? And so that's why, even though I think these will be good resources, they w I would w want to exercise caution with them as far as, as far as when you're relying upon something to be authoritative, you need to make sure that, that the information you've got is correct information. There certainly is a balance, because if you impose uh, too strict uh, guidelines for, contrib for contributors, then you're going to discourage uh, uh, people from going through the process of getting qualified to contribute. You're right. And uh, I, mean, I think that's kind of, kind of Dan's point, that maybe you can get somebody uh, nine-tenths of the way, and then they can take that other tenth and jump onto the pay services and, and do the... Well, and just to, just to add real quick, the, 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 the only other, and I'll call this just my own skepticism, is that the folks that I hear who who edit Wikipedia seem to have lots of time to, to make these edits. There's a, a, a relatively small percentage of people who are, what I understand, making the edits. And I will be interested to see how many lawyers who typically, to my mind, don't have time enough to get away from their law practice will have time to edit this. I, I think it will be interesting to see what kind of, uh, what kind of input we get from, from the lawyers that Dan's talking about. So if I can just jump in here, I think this sort of issue of authority is something that wikis have, have really sort of um, challenged. I mean, I, I'll give you sort of one example that we have. Um, there's a very good uh, wiki here in the UK on the UK Patent Act um, that's set up just by a, a lawyer in his own time. 
Um, and recently, the UK government produced its own statute law database. And the patent legislation within the government's own database was found to be much less accurate than the um, consolidated legislation in this wiki. And I think the problem with what we have thus far thought of as authoritative sources is often they're not really um, up for challenge or to be challenged. And the great thing about wikis is if they're open enough and if you have the right users, and that, that is a big if, but if you do, then they act as a sort of constant dynamic editing team. And you'll find that these sort of resources um, can be much more accurate and also can be updated much more quickly and much more easily than some of the so-called authoritative um, sources. So I think as wikis become better and, we, and we, get, we see more of them and people become more engaged in them, we will see much better wikis than, for example, Wikipedia in terms of authority. Um, and I think slowly the, the, the publishers are beginning to realize this. And here in the UK, one of the major um, legal publishers is, all, is now trialing the use of a wiki within um, one of its services. So I, I think even the... the the authoritative publishers are now beginning to get on this bandwagon um, and, 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 and see wikis or future wikis uh, as, as having some of the authority that, that people um, are, would, uh, are looking for. Well, it's time for us to take a short break. When we return, we'll get final thoughts and our guest contact information. We invite you to visit law.com for timely legal news and in-depth resources. From daily headlines to practice-specific updates, Law.com provides up-to-date information to those working in the legal profession. As part of its coverage, Law.com is proud that J. Craig Williams' blog, May It Please the Court, and Robert Ambrogi's blog, Law Sites, are part of its blog network. Don't wait any longer. Visit Law.com today and get free subscriptions of our Newswire newsletter with the top legal stories of the day. Or sign up for a free trial subscription to one of our practice center sections. If you found us in the podcast library of iTunes, thanks for listening. Check out some of our other shows at LegalTalkNetwork.com and become a member. It's free. Lawyer to Lawyer is produced by the Legal Talk Network and a staff of broadcast professionals. If you have an idea for a topic or a show, we want to hear from you. Go to LegalTalkNetwork.com and send us an email. If you have a comment or question, we want to hear from you. Leave us a message on the Legal Talk Network listener line at 781-634-8959. We really do listen to the messages and even answer your questions on our next show. Did you know that Legal Talk Network shows are also available as CLE? Visit Law.com's CLE Center at www.clecenter.com. That's CLECenter.com to enjoy listening and get CLE credit for your continuing legal education. Check out our Lawyer to Lawyer host blogs, J. Craig Williams' blog at mayhavepleasethecourt.com, likewise Robert Ambrogi's blog at LegalLine.com for daily legal observations, perspective, and, of course, a healthy dose of humor and wit. A video settlement documentary can be the most powerful and persuasive way to bring about a speedy settlement in your client's case. The Boston Media Group has a staff of television professionals with 20 years' experience writing and producing compelling stories just like the ones you've seen on 60 Minutes or Dateline. We put a human face on the lawsuit with compelling interviews, dramatizations, and visual presentations of the fact. 
Think of it as a video opening argument that will compel the attorneys on the other side to settle. Call us for a consult at 800-317-5221. That's 800-317-5221. Or check out our website at bostonmediagroup.com. Welcome back to Lawyer to Lawyer on the Legal Talk Network. I'm Craig Williams. We'd like to welcome back Martin Farley, intellectual property librarian at Freshfields, Bruckhouse, Derringer, in London. Tom Mile, Senior Counsel and Litigation Technology Support Coordinator at Cowles and Thompson in Dallas. And Daniel N. Lewis, who's an entrepreneur and Vice President of Business Development and General Counsel of Wikia, Inc. As we wrap up our program here, uh, let's talk a little bit about uh, the issues about reliability as we've been wrapping up. Dan, you want to give us your final thoughts and your contact information? Absolutely. Uh, one of the things that I think most people already know, but really the most important thing about the wiki or wikis in general is that the quality of the content is only as strong as the knowledge of the community. So one of the things we want to do at Wikia is build the most solid legal wiki we can find. Uh, so when I give you up my contact information, if you're interested in helping us build this legal wiki, uh, please drop me an email and uh, I'll coordinate this project. And if we get enough people together and we think it can be something that is truly a quality product for the lay people, for uh, solo practitioners, small firms, general counsel, et cetera, we'll really start to put this thing together. So I'm dan at wikia.com, D-A-N at W-I-K-I-A dot C-O-M. And uh, I check my email way too often, so feel free to send the email whenever. Thank you for having me on the show. All right. Thanks for joining us, Dan. Uh, let's uh, ask our other guests to stay with us for just a moment as we, as we let Dan get off the phone. Let's uh, cover the issue of reliability with... Um with Martin and with Tom, and I think Dan kind of alluded to it. Uh, and let's add in the final thought of whether there is the possibility of, uh, if lawyers are going to get involved with wikis, whether there's any money to be made from it. Tom? Um, I'll, well, I'll take that. I, real quick, I'll, I want to agree with Dan. I, I think that the quality of what you're getting is going to depend on, you know, the community that you build. And so I think that whatever wiki uh, winds up getting created, if, if, if it's through Wikia or, or something else, it really is going to depend on the folks and, and not only their abilities, but also it's really going to depend on the time that they have to, com- to commit to it because uh, someone comes in and makes a change that's uh, inaccurate and someone's not around to, to edit and keep up with that, then that could present a problem for them. Uh, I don't at this point in time see lawyers making money from wikis. I, I really view them from my standpoint of, of being the practicing lawyer. I, I look at them more as how they can be used as a practice tool. I, I, I love the wikis that are being used in a public way on the Internet for legal purposes, but I look at them more as being internal uh, and something that can be used with, uh, with clients and with other counsel and things like that, or, or even lawyers who are collaborating on a book together uh, that, that they don't want to be public. But I don't at this point see that there's going to be a lot of money-making from that, and I, and I think the main reason for that is, is that anybody can put up a wiki for free today. There are dozens of sites that will allow you to, to, to put something up. They'll be fairly rudimentary, but, but anybody can do it. So I, at this point, I'm, I'm not seeing a, a financial aspect to this. 
just a, an offshoot of that, not the money question, but I, I wonder. I sometimes find myself wondering uh, to what extent lawyers are ready for the kind of the kind of the public wikis, the Wikipedia's. I, I I see your point, Tom, about lawyers using these as as collaborative tools, and I see Martin's point about these being tools for certain kinds of uh, very specific conversations. But when I look at some of the more general law-related or law-focused wikis out there, say Wex at at Cornell's uh, Legal Information Institute. Uh, I, I'm not seeing a lot of evidence that they're getting the kind of activity that a Wikipedia gets, uh, and I'm wondering whether lawyers are either either it's the time issue that you alluded to, Tom, or or whether it's some uh, some uh, fear of sharing their knowledge with others uh, that keeps them from contributing in a significant way to these. I think it's probably a combination. I think you're probably going to find both. I think that it's the same as when weblogs first appeared. You had a very small uh, number of early adopters, and then now we, we've got you know over 2,000 lawyer weblogs out there probably. Uh, I think the same is going to be with wikis. I think that lawyers in general are skeptical about technology, and uh, there are lots of early adopters, and you're seeing that with these sites that you profiled in your article. But um, I would expect that the kind of uh, lawyers will embrace this along the same lines as they've embraced other types of technology. Martin, I, I just wonder, do you have any thoughts on that? I mean, are your, where, are, where are others who contribute to your wiki coming from, and, and what, what is their level of activity? Um, actually, it's very varied. I, I mean, I think in any wiki, it's normally, I think somebody um, alluded to this earlier on, I mean, it, it's probably two or three percent of your users who are particularly active. Um, what surprised me about mine is, it, it, obviously, being in the UK, it sort of had a UK bias, but the um, contributions I have had have tended to come from out with the UK, so um, as far afield as Australia and the US and so on. So that, that's been quite interesting. And I think whenever you set up a, a public wiki, um, the great thing about it is that you know, you're not entirely in control, so it can evolve in any way and it can go anywhere. And I think that's quite exciting and it's quite useful. But at the same time, it can also get a little bit out of control. So I think I'm, like many people, still at the stage of, of, of waiting to see where these things go and waiting to see how useful they will become. Um, but I think um, in terms of sort of people making money from them, I think it is quite difficult. One of the, the, the points of at least a public wiki is that nobody essentially has complete ownership. And so it's very difficult to make money from other people's um, writing unless you have their permission, for example. So um, I do agree that there are, that there are maybe cost savings to be made within organizations if wikis can help improve the efficiency of, of projects and of, of collaboration on, on documents or, or whatever. But I think at the moment, nobody has yet quite found a way to, uh, to make big money out of this. Uh, and, and if they do, then hopefully they'll tell me. It's interesting <laughs> that Wikipedia is now selling CD-ROMs of its content. Yeah, but I don't quite see the point of no. that. I mean, the great thing about <laughs> Wikipedia is that it's, it's dynamic and it's changing all the time. I mean, why buy static content for something which is great for, for its dynamic content? I would guess it's trying to be all things to all people. Yeah, yeah. Well, we are, we are about uh, at the end of our time, and we did want to give each of you an, an opportunity to offer your final thoughts on this and your contact information. So, Martin, I wonder if we could turn to you and ask you to kind of wrap up your thoughts on wikis and tell our listeners how they can find your wiki and more about you. Okay. Um, well, I suppose my, my final thoughts are simply to sort of to, to recap some of the things that have already been said, which is that um, we don't really yet know exactly how these um, services, uh, this product is really going to help 
businesses or lawyers or individuals sort of move forward. It's still very much in an embryonic um, stage. But I think we are nearing the point of critical mass on this, though, and I think we've now got beyond the early adopters, and some mainstream organizations are now beginning to take wikis seriously. So if your listeners don't know anything about wikis, then find out. They're very easy to use, and within six to 12 months, I think most major organizations will be using them in some form or another. Um, My own wiki is at um, ipdailyupdate.pbwiki.com. So if you go on there, you can have a look, you can play around with it, and you can, um, you can contact me or you can make comments, and I'll, I, I check it most days. So. And Tom, your final thoughts on this topic and uh, contact information for you? Well, my, my, my final thought is really that, that the Internet is making it so much easier for lawyers and the people that they work with to communicate with each other and not have to fly around the country to deal with things and not have to be in person face-to-face meetings. Um, Dennis Kennedy and I are in the middle right now of writing a book for the ABA on collaboration technologies, and the wiki is going to be a large part of that. And just the fact that lawyers can utilize uh, the wiki format not only internally, but also as a reference, as, as Martin and some of these other sites that you mentioned in your articles have, uh, have shown, there's going to be a lot of application for this that, that lawyers really need to pay attention to because it, it has the potential to change the way that they practice. If, um, if you'd like to talk more about wikis with me, you can either contact me through my weblog, interalia, at www.inter-alia.net, or you can just send me an email at my work address, which is tmile, T-M-I-G-H-E-L-L, at colesthompson.com. That's C-O-W-L-E-S, Thompson. And Tom, is your article about wikis still up on law, tech, law practice today at the ABA site? It is. If you just go to Google and you type in, um, uh, if you just type in uh, the strongest links, wikis for the legal profession, uh, you should be able to come up with the article. It was it was published in February 2007 uh, at the ABA Law Practice Today website. Well, thank you very much to, to both of our guests and, and as well to our departed guest, uh, Dan Lewis. Uh, this has been a uh, uh, far more fascinating discussion than I thought it was going to be about the topic of wikis. I wasn't quite sure how we would do this offline, but uh, it's been very interesting and informative. Appreciate it. Thanks so much. Thank you. Thank you. Bob, look forward to talking to you again next week when we will uh, wiki up with another topic. I'll be away next week. You're going to handle it yourself next week, Craig. You're going to be in Siberia. I'm going to be in Siberia. The producers are sending me there for my bad behavior. We'll be back next week. Okay. Good to talk to you. Bye. Thanks again for listening to Lawyer to Lawyer with J. Craig Williams and Robert Ambrogi. We hope you'll listen again and check out our other shows on the Legal Talk Network. Lawyer to Lawyer has been sponsored by Law.com. The Lunch Hour Legal Marketing Podcast, your resource for the tips and tactical advice you need to grow your business. Plus, keep up with the news and commentary you crave to stay one step ahead. It's hosted by me, Guy Sakalakis. And me, Conrad Song. Every other week, we break down the issues holding back your marketing strategy and talk about the changes you need to be prepared for. Check out the Lunch Hour Legal Marketing Podcast wherever you get your podcasts or on YouTube.